Okay, the last time I was on a radio program, which is, I guess, like a podcast, was in April of 1959. I was on Uncle Buck's record review, uh, reviewing records. I was 16 years old, so I waited a few years to do it again. Very good. How, how am I doing? You're doing great. Perfect. And I am ready to begin, if you are. Oh, I'm ready. All right, here we go. Hello and welcome to Grow Up and Talk. This is Alex and uh, at Grow Up and Talk, our goal is to grow up in our faith by reading God's word and talking about it. And we believe that Jesus followers are are forever changed and their eternities are impacted when we do this. And so that's what we're all about here. We're going to jump into God's word today and to help me do that is Ed Funk. Ed, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are and where you been? Well, right now I've been hiding in my house for the last few months, <laughs> so that's where I've been. <laughs> I, I was fortunate enough a year ago to go on like four different trips, and I wasn't too sure I was going to get through those, but I'm sure glad I did them. I did little, little did I know what was coming in the future. Hmm. Uh, my history at the church is that Gracie and I joined the church in uh, 1996. And uh, I've had a number of jobs. Uh, I was the junior high Sunday school teacher. A team taught with Jenny Jones for 14 years. I was on the board of directors, and I think I was the president for a couple years. And then I was uh, an elder for eight years. And the last two years, until I kind of had health problems, I was uh, the head elder. And I'm um right now we spend a lot of time with chancellor care but most of it's outside taking care of the if you notice there's grass growing out in front of the church but there's never been grass growing before i suppose gracie's been going out there uh, coaxing this grass to grow so we've been taking care of the cross and things of that sort that's not the only place i go it's from the church home and home to church although no one's there um and like everybody else, just staying home, taking care of myself. Yeah. Well, Ed, uh, hopefully we'll just be able to, uh, this whole thing will end um, sooner rather than later, and you'll be able to go on lots of trips and, and take the whole congregation on a, a tour of the property and all the new grasses right. that have grown during this uh, pandemic. The only, thing I'm, the only thing I'm suffering from now is side effects from being alive. So I, I guess that's a good. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for sharing that, Ed. Um, as listeners, you you know by now, we are going through this three-year Bible reading plan uh, through Messiah Lutheran Church. And this is episode 30, and we are covering the readings from First Chronicles chapters 5 through 8. Uh, we jumped into First Chronicles last time, took a break from Second uh, Samuel, and here we are kind of trudging through First Chronicles again. Uh, so we're going to look at some genealogy and stuff. And so I'll, I'll give an overview of what's going on, and then we'll just kind of talk about that and see what see what stood out to us, see what uh, we can kind of glean from this. So 
we start with the chapter five, and it's really just going through the descendants of the sons of Israel. Remember, Jacob uh, got a new name. He got Israel, the name Israel, after he wrestled with God, and then he had uh, 12 sons, and uh, these are the the son the literal sons of Israel and their families. So starts with Reuben, or chapter 5 starts with Reuben, then goes to Gad and Manasseh, and then Levi. So in chapter 6, it kind of makes this um, this transition from uh, the sons of, or first it was like the uh, descendants of Judah, and then um, it was kind of talking about the line that David came from, and then kind of pointing toward the Messianic king, and now it's in chapter 6, looking at the priesthood. So we do that in chapter 6, and then 7 and 8 are really just more genealogies, uh, or more descendants, and uh, family trees, and that kind of thing. And then chapter 8 with uh, another just genealogy of Saul. And actually, that gets repeated later on, and we don't cover chapter 9 in this uh, episode, I believe, but chapter 9 is kind of interesting because it kind of finally brings all of this um, historical records uh, to an end with the genealogy of the returned exiles. So it talks about how you know the northern kingdom of Israel was exiled in Assyria, and then the, the, the people of Judah were exiled to Babylon, and then um, talks about that where where those people ended up and uh, their their line their family tree because if you remember from last time we talked about First Chronicles being written at the time that they returned from the exile they're about ready to build the temple again and they're just kind of remembering their history remembering where they came from and it's going to kind of point them forward so that's an overview of what's going on Ed. What stood you just, out you to just, you? You just covered everything. I just you covered everything. Away. <laughs> yeah. Thanks well, a lot. You're welcome, Ed. You're you're very welcome. Um, this has been an honor and a pleasure, everyone. We will see you next time. No, I'm just kidding. Yes. <laughs> Let's have a prayer. <laughs> Let's have a prayer. Ed, what stood out to you uh, in reading these chapters? What kind of was going through your well, mind I'm, as you were reading? <laughs> I was so excited to get the chapters five, uh, five, six, seven, eight in First Chronicles. They are just such exciting chapters of name after name after name after name after name after after begotten after name. You're not helping us sell this, Ed. I'm sure Cecil B. DeMille's (laughs) would never have made a movie from this. Okay, this is what I got from it. Is that? Um, it's been said before in one generation, people can lose contact with almost anything. And when they were exiled in Babylon, they basically, majority of them lost their identity Mm. as Jews. And so, uh, first Chronicles was, and second Chronicles were originally just one book, but they were split up. They're basically uh, trying to identify uh, these people's past and give them some type of connection to where they came from, what other people had done for them, the lives they had lived, the suffering they had done, 
and to help uh, the people coming back from Babylon uh, just uh, uh, get their identity back. And many of these, uh, many of those who are returned to Jerusalem after the exile in Babylon, they had no nothing to remember, or they had only remembered what people told them about. They didn't know anything about the temple. Uh, they didn't know how beautiful or great the temple was. They didn't understand the connection to the temple. Some of them didn't understand the covenant. They didn't really know about the David and the line of David. Um, they just had to relearn. And Chronicles, um, it's kind of like a cleft clef notes uh, for for Samuel's and um, Kings, uh, it kind of gives them a, kind of a watered down but detailed version of what what their past is and who the, who the people were that came before them. Yeah, how's that? That is great. Uh, I think uh, what stood out to me from what you said stood out to you is um, this this idea of identity and. Um, them kind of getting having something written down for them that kind of reconnected them to uh, their identity of who they are, because you know we're humans and and God certainly works through um, the like ancestry and and uh, family um, and that kind of thing. But He also, in in a way, God's word, the entire Bible is is kind of our way of being connected to the identity that God is now giving to us. Um, so what was kind of confusing to you or anything bring up concerns or other questions that you kind of went through your mind as you were reading? Well, first of all, if I would have just read this uh, from a, a Bible that had no other sources, mm. I would have probably fallen asleep uh, <laughs> or skipped ahead but uh, if you check your other sources you're going to find out that um, the person who wrote this and I think it was Ezra they're not too sure although they do believe it was definitely a Levite hmm. uh, they really made Solomon and David sound really really good hmm. They they left out all the stories that we know that are very negative about them. Uh, they were almost making them Christ-like. Yeah. Uh, if, if this was the only source I had about uh, David or Solomon, I would think of him as King Arthur or Robin Hood, mm -hmm. you know, some, the perfect individual from the past. They, they, they left off all the, all the bad things and and that and 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 um it was explained why it was uh they kind of just got to the meat of the text but that would have been to me a little confusing if i would have eventually found out uh yeah. other stories about these men that didn't really go along with what the author here uh, mm. has said so what do you think was the point of that like why do, why do you think the author I guess, um, wrote about them and wrote about the, the history in, in a more positive light and kind of left out a lot of more of the negative things. Well, we knew the author uh, used mostly uh, 
Samuel and Kings. Mm. And we also know he had access to texts that we no longer have access access to. Mm. And he also used uh, about five or six or seven other books in the Old Testament. I, I think he just uh, just smoothed off the rough edges uh, because I, I think he wanted these people to understand their identity, uh, who they were, what they came from, and not necessarily fill in all the details. Now, there's an, another um, view of this subject is that we are looking at this in the 21st century. We're not looking at this at uh, 500 years BC when it was uh, written that maybe the author didn't think these people needed to know that or maybe he assumed that they knew it already mm. and he didn't need to go into details. Right. I, I would assume that they didn't really know it as much as they did. I think they were pretty well Babylonianized. And uh, is that a word? It is now. Is, is Emily going to cut that? Can I say that, Emily? Can I say Babylonianized? You can say Okay, it. good. So I think they were kind of Babylonianized because uh, they're being raised in Babylon. So, I mean, you don't, it, the only way we'd really know would be to uh, talk to the author. But those are the, the two sides of the story. One is they just wanted to get the stuff across that was important. And the other side is, hey, they probably know this, the bad stuff already. I don't think they did. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's that's good and insightful. And and what Ed has has done here is he he's talking about like going and looking up other other sources, other other places. A lot of times, a, a study Bible is is really helpful. Uh, one resource that I've used, um, I've used this and just for my own learning as well, and and uh, even in teaching others is the Bible Project. Uh, thebibleproject.com. They have all sorts of videos. They have a, a, a summary video of every book of the Bible, and there are some themes and and videos that they um, do even more like artistry and 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 even nicer animations too as well. So uh, that's been helpful, and th- that they kind of just give short summary videos as well. But another. Uh, way to do that uh, to learn is by looking it up in other sources like Ed did. So thank you, Ed, for demonstrating the benefit of that to us. And I like never yeah. get rid of your old readers' digests. <laughs> That's uh, how much do those cost nowadays? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Very good. Uh, the only place I ever saw was my aunt's house. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Ed, you used you kind of made up this word Babylonianized, and actually, uh, I've heard this another word similar to that, Israelized, and um, I've heard it explained to me before where how we are the in Jesus we are the new Israel and how all of this history is now our history because we are c- connected to Christ united with him we have him dwelling in us and so we are connected to this history um we've been grafted into that as Paul kind of talked about um in relation to the gentiles the non-israelites being grafted in and and being a part of the new Israel and and through Christ we are israelized 
into God's family and into that history. So I like that you mentioned them being Babylonianized or however you said it. And, Babylonianized. Uh, Babylonianized. Yeah. Pract- practice. And, um, and really, the author is kind of re-Israelized them. I'm going to look for this in one of the upcoming sermons. Okay. Use right. that word. Will do. You know, there there's this game that um, we would play at small group or like this retreat when um, when I, I went to a Lutheran high school and I was a small group leader. Um, and we would have small groups on days that we didn't have chapel at the school. So every summer before school, they would have this small group retreat. And they played this game where everyone would write different words on these slips of paper. And then you you would draw out one of the slips of paper with a group of people, and you would be given a scene to act out. So, like, you're... The scene is that you're a family shopping for groceries at, at the grocery store, but you had to somehow work your your little word into the scene that you're acting out. So the word might be Babylonized, mm. and you'd be trying to act out this scene at the grocery store or something like that, and you'd have to figure out how to use that word. So maybe we could do that with the sermons. We could have different words that I have to try to work into the sermon. To the sermon, yeah. Yeah, there you go. We could just, you could throw it in anywhere, you know. (laughs) Ed, what gives you hope when looking at these chapters? Well, the the thing about the, let me ask you a question. Um, Go ahead. it, It mentions that, some of these genealogies may have come from David's census. Hmm. Now, is that was that the census that God didn't want him to do, or do I have my characters mixed up? Where did you read that it might come might have come from David's census? It, it's just in in my uh, reference Bible. Okay, that yeah, that because, I don't know. Okay. So I, I just – that was something I want to know. But it, it says that a, a lot of the genealogy that especially with uh, – um, oh, let's see, with um, the half-tribe Manassas and Gad and and uh, what was the other one there? Uh, the, let's well, see. The, there's all the tribes of Israel. Reuben. Reuben, Gad, Reuben. and the half-Manassas. They, they think that genealogy was um, – uh, from a census to see how many able-bodied men there were to fight. And uh, it wasn't anything political or religious. It was strictly they're trying to get the count. And, of course, these three tribes, Reuben, Gad, and the half Manassas, they were just swept away by the Assyrians um, because they were in the northern kingdom. So oh, I'm sorry. Let me go back. What was your question again? You asked me a question about uh, what do I? Um. Well, what what brought you hope when you were reading? Well, the hope chapters? is the hope is that uh, uh, the, the the chronicles. I mean, another term for the chronicles uh, that they, they use was those things that have been omitted. Uh, so they they basically it was a um, a support for uh, first and second Samuel and first and second Kings 
so if the Jews coming back from Babylon, uh, they had this problem, you know, establishing their temple because of political reasons, but, uh, and they did establish a new uh, head, head priest, uh, they had something that they could read and study and um, Chronicles would have been uh, of the second, I mean, after, after chapter nine, it gets into uh, good reading. I mean, from chapter mm -hmm. one through nine, we've got genealogies and, and census and things of that sort. So I think it was a good, good thing for them to have. It was like I said, it's like cleft notes on their own, mm -hmm. yeah. on their own religion. And it's basically uh, identified them back to the, the two, uh, to the beginning to Adam and Eve and was Seth. That was the son that everything came from. And then it begins uh, with uh, David and Solomon and really builds on them. So I think it was just a, 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 a just like taking someone, uh, keeping them back a year or two in school to, to to do their grades over to catch up, since they were been Babylonianized. <laughs> Babylonianized, very good, yep. awesome. Well, let's take a quick break, and we will be right back with some application. All right. Hello and welcome back from our short break after you heard the word, the new word, Babylonized, as created by Ed Funk. Ed, it's been good. We've been talking about a lot of interesting things, and I really appreciate the kind of the stuff that you dug a little deeper into, and, and that's brought some insight into this conversation. One thing we like to really focus on with this podcast and our conversation on the show is application and how this applies to our life today. So how do you see this, this uh, first Chronicles group of chapters having importance to our lives today? Well, um, Ronald Reagan once said that we're only one generation away from losing everything. Hmm. And what he meant by you could, you could plug anything in. You could say by losing democracy, by losing your religion, by losing whatever, your freedom or whatever. And that is kind of what happened to the Israelites. They, they had one generation or more away. I mean, we have to remember that some of them saw the temple and before it was destroyed. And other ones only heard about it when they went to Babylon. And when they came back to Jerusalem and what you might consider that the original temple was like Yankee Stadium, uh, the one they're trying to build was like a, a dirt field, you know, dirt, go out and then put yeah. a few bases out. And they didn't realize what they had lost. Hmm. So the importance is that in one generation we can lose a lot of stuff and that's what was happened well it happened to the 
Jews throughout the Old Testament quite a few times, <laughs> come to think of it. Yeah. <laughs> and we all, we lump this all together. We lump all these thousands of years together, just like kids lump uh, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, and John Kennedy all together because they're presidents. But we do the same thing. We lump together uh, thousands of years of the Old Testament. And how many times did the Jews uh, go away from their covenant, uh, step away from their God? Uh, in this instance, they're trying to bring them all back together again. So that's what I think uh, yeah. the important thing to this is, is not to lose things. And it's very easy to do in one generation. What things are worth um, making sure that we don't lose? What things are, are there, are, are there some things also that are okay to lose? Well, <sighs> What we shouldn't lose are the things that we have developed over thousands of years that we know that work. Hmm. We know it, it works if you have a government, especially a government that takes care of you. Uh, we know it works if we play by the rules. We stop if the stop sign says stop and go if it says go. Uh, we know if we go to school, we get educated. So there are specific things and these are all in the Bible. I mean, it tells us, you know, to, to do these things, to follow our, our leaders, uh, uh, the good leaders, because that's what God put them here for. Uh, the, then we should stick to these. And if anything goes against these, uh, it's not a, it's not anything wrong to, uh, uh, to not go along with it. Uh, the other night, one of the uh, basketball players on the Magic, he was the only one that stood for the national anthem, but he he got injured during the game, <laughs> and they had to carry him off the floor. And they were saying, "Well, he was he was the only one that didn't stand for. He was the only one that stood for the national anthem, and now he got hurt, but he was just one of the regular players." The next day, the sales of his jersey skyrocketed. So what, what does that tell you? A lot of people think the guy did what he thought was right. It doesn't mean that they were against what the other guys were doing or for, but he did what he thought was right. Yeah. And uh, he stuck with it. And there were a lot of other people out thought that too. So we have to stick to our guns and... Um, um, stay away from fads. Uh, all we have to do is read the Bible. I mean, I mean, or just understand the Bible, and you know that the things are consistent and continent, there's continuity there, and mm. things work because of certain things. If you change these certain things, it's going to cause problems. Yeah. Well, I like what you say, especially about you know conviction and 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 like how that the important things to to keep in mind are the are the things that especially like God has, has put into place. Um, you know, I think that, I think government in a lot of ways is kind of stems from the created order of like a family unit, um, and like a household and, uh, you know, God, the, the world is God's household and, and he manages that in, in different ways and by giving us things. So, I, yeah, there's some, th some yeah. things are just natural. I mean, mm -hmm. they, people even yeah. go against nature. I mean, if you walk over to a cliff and you jump off, you're going to fall. <laughs> yeah. I well, mean, not in the cartoons, Ed. 
Well, where they use not, words like Babylonianized. Yeah, if if the wily coyote is Babylonianized, <laughs> he'll probably fly. Yes. Well, yeah, no, I I did see a roadrunner by the church the other day. Are you serious? Yeah, he was going across the street hmm. there. Wow. He's a young one. Maybe Have you seen... are the wily coyote. And you I just don't rather, know it. I don't know. I think I'd rather be the roadrunner. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, I you know, I appreciate that insight um and especially in and considering carefully, you know, what are the what are the things that um, have been consistent uh, that are ingrained into uh, the natural order of things as well and God's natural law too. Um, what are the things that he, he calls us to adhere to? Um, so yeah, I, I like that and I, I, I think it's an important idea that, that comes out with um, you know kind of returning to those things, returning to the convictions and, and the things that, uh, the, the laws and the statutes and, and, uh, the word of God. I like that you mention um, the Bible being one of those things that we can always return to, uh, without fail. And there will be consistency with that. So, yeah, thank you for that. Um, all right. Well, as we uh, usually end our show, we like to have a random question. And a few episodes back, I asked Abby and Dylan uh, w- if they had any o- other ideas for names of peanut butter. So, Ed, you said you had a few names of peanut butter that you think would go over well. Um, well, for, first of all, uh, 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 peanut butter has other names. Oh, it's In the South, it's known as goober. And uh, it's also known as groundnut and monkey nut. And I don't know why monkey nut, maybe because it's in the tropics and the monkey dig it up. But I was thinking of some good names for peanut butter. And uh, uh, one that I really liked was uh, peanut packing putty. <laughs> what, what do you think? I, I think that's great. And then another one to go along with the advertisement you see on television all the time. Peanut flex seal. <laughs> so right. basically, you're not, if I give you a giant jar of peanut butter, you're not only going to eat it, but you're also going to use it to repair your house with it all works. that time that you're spending hiding hey, up in if your, it's, your man if cave. If it can stick to the roof of your mouth, it can stick to anything. <laughs> uh, that's good. I I was at a loss for other names. I of know. I was surprised. I, thought, I know. Come on. And then we didn't get into crunchy or non-crunchy. Well, what do you think? Well, I I I, I say we didn't. We could just say crunchy peanut packing putty. <laughs> and then or, non-crunchy peanut packing. And, and our non-crunchy yeah, peanut packing putty. Or well, crunchy peanut flex seal. I'm more of you a could, smooth you can make peanut yourself, butter kind of guy. You can set, make yourself an entire rowboat out of peanut flex seal and roll around. So do you have a, another question for me besides me kind of covering the old one? Well, you know, in, in Chronicles, we, we see a lot of different names uh, that show up. And, um, you know, we just talked name about... Name one, name one, name one. Name one name that shows yeah. up. Okay, yeah. here's here's one. Zelophehad. 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 Yeah, Zelophehad. Yeah. Zelophehad. Yes. Uh, so there's a lot of weird names. So Ed, if you could 
if you had to change your name, let's just say that. If you had to change your name and and just pick a totally different name, what name would you choose? Edgardo Fuentes. <laughs> I, I went to Gracie's high school reunion a few years ago, and uh, she turned our, our names in for our name tags. Hmm. And when I got my name tag, I looked at it, and it said, Edgardo Fuentes. So the entire night, I was at Edgardo Fuentes. Does that mean anything? Well, I got to do a lot of stuff and didn't get in trouble with. I don't. Well, Fuente is Fountain. Okay. And Edgardo, I could have been Ed Fountain. Ed Fountain. But Edgardo, and then sometimes when I uh, when I call, because you know I I call in sometimes to pick up food since we're isolated here on the ranch. Hmm. Uh, I'll they'll say give me a name. I'll say Edgardo Fuentes. <laughs> they don't blink or lie. Hey, you got to respect everyone's name these days. That's right. I like that so, name too. There it's, you go. Yeah, nice. I don't know what I would, what name I would pick, uh, or what I what I would be, um, but there was this coach that called me Peppy uh, because my last name is Lehue. And so he, you know, it sounded oh, like Peppy Lapu. Yeah, yeah. So oh, that was yeah, one of my that, nicknames. See, that's Peppy. the uh, the other Warner brother. I oh, know the. Yeah, that was the skunk, right? Yes, it was the skunk. He was the French skunk. Mm, and I a, am the, French. Oh yeah, yeah. he yeah. was the French romantic skunk, Pepe Lavieu. That's right. Yes. Well, he, that's good. There you go. Some connection there. All right, Pepe and Ed, Eduardo or Guardo. Edgardo Fuentes. Edgardo Fuentes. Yeah, All I know right. it's hard for you gringos to say. <laughs> yes, it is. I was never good with other languages. Only yeah, Greek and I wasn't Hebrew. Either. Yeah. All right. Well, Ed, uh, that ends our time together. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for uh, talking about God's Word with us today. Really appreciate it. Uh, listeners, if you are finding this show beneficial, feel free to share with others who might uh, get a kick out of it too and get some application of talking about God's Word. Um, it's always good to uh, share with others and increase our listenership and you can always email any questions or comments feedback to grow up and talk podcast at gmail.com we will talk with you next time say bye ed bye ed <laughs>